0: Who'd you
1: put with Lashley at WrestleMania if you had that? Creative just making
0: a triple threat now. Put Lester with okay. Ol Boss and Lashley. Just let the train wreck happen.
1: Well, and the whole thing stemmed from MVP made the challenge because Lesnar was a coward that he hit Lashley between the legs the night before. Right. Lashley's still involved, so that makes sense to me.
0: Right. So I mean, I would just just throw it in there and let the. I mean, it wouldn't. It's not going to be a train wreck, but it's going to. You know, it'll be physical, and yeah. hopefully, it's not just one finisher after another.
1: Yeah. There you go.
2: It's time! Are you ready? Let's go! Guess
1: who's back? It's Johnny Cadillac! Let's start the show! Welcome to Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Johnny Cadillac. And here with me today is a friend of mine and MWA promoter, former heavyweight champion, Brian Blade. I, I would say how are you doing today, Brian, but I think I kind of let the mood down already.
0: You already you already ruined everything here, but you know what? Sometimes the fun is getting is the chase of the whole thing. And you know it's I i obviously can't get a title match with Van Johnson for six months, but That contract says nothing about whether or not I can have a tag match, a six man tag, eight man tag, you know, or or certain other matches with other members of the Dungeon of Doom either. So I'm biding my time. You know, I'm having other matches. You know, it's it's, Van Johnson will get his one way or another, but you know what? Let him let him have his moment. Let the dungeon of doom. Doom have their moment for a little while, it's alright, but you know what? I, I'm I'm working my way back up the ladder, I guess, now, which is just fine. I,
1: I know you are you have some saltiness toward one Dave Sullivan, and I, I understand completely where that's come from, why you feel the way you do. I do need to ask, though, is it weird, like, in a good way, but is it like, weird to... to Talk about MWA story and mention the name, the Dungeon of Doom?
0: Yeah, a a little bit. Uh, What's funny is, I mean, I've wrestled other people from the Dungeon of Doom that were in the Dungeon of Doom in the past. I mean, I've wrestled Kamala and. Okay. I mean, I won that match too. So, I mean, old Dungeon of Doom, new Dungeon of Doom, it really isn't going to matter. I mean, the same thing's going to happen.
1: No, I I just, you know, I, I you know we had Chief out of Kula Kula on a couple weeks ago now, and I just mentioned to him how, you know, and he was talking about how he's, you know, he calls Kevin Solvin a, a friend of his, and I was like, and now we're full circle. We're Dave Solvin's in MWA, leading the Dungeon of Doom. Like, what's going on here in 2023? Maybe,
0: maybe Chief will come out of retirement, and he'll join the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, with that Mohawk, he probably fit in. Maybe, well, maybe we can know. change his name, though. Maybe he won't be, like, he could be dolphin attack
1: or (laughs) a dungeon of doom name yeah but like it could be the
0: octopus as stated on
1: on caddy chat wrestling talk a couple weeks ago though if he's to come out of retirement he joins a dungeon of doom i think he might have one focus and that is that brian blade puts chief out of cool or dolphin attack or whatever over
0: well he's got to win that match and you know that's (laughs) you know I, I'm not sure I'm ever going to let someone named Dolphin Attack beat me.
1: <laughs> so, Chief, if you're listening, uh, apparently we're associating you with the name Dolphin so don't, Attack. Don't now. change your
0: name to Dolphin Attack out <laughs> there, expect, Chief.
1: Expect anything on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. Case in point here right now. Maybe it can be the Piranha or something. <laughs> there you go. That's that's the, a little more threatening of or, a name than Dolphin the, Attack. Or the Pink Piranha. Oh, the Pink Piranha. The Pink Piranha. you, you got to acknowledge that Pink Mohawk. Right. so. Oh my goodness, I digress. So about a year ago, just right about a year ago now, especially from when this uh, podcast airs, was the very start of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast. And the feels a little different right now. Back then we had cameras on us, we were doing Facebook Live, and it was Facebook Live only. Now we don't have cameras on us, but we have an audio podcast that everyone's listening to right now. Um, And I'm better looking now
0: than I was then, and we don't even have it live. (laughs) I mean, what is? I mean, the audience is probably, you know, very upset about this, and I'm, I know you're, I'm sure the female demographic of this show is huge, and they're probably right now in an uproar.
1: Oh, I don't know, but I think a year ago when you were on the show, you had that MWA heavyweight championship on your shoulder still, and I did not. I I think I did. At the moment you did, it was right before you lost it. To Van to Van Johnson, Johnson who is now the current MWA heavyweight champion. There's something
0: about that little cockroach that just I don't <laughs> he he just won't go away. But I mean, I there's plenty of cockroaches that keep showing up in my career for some reason that just won't go away and But you know what? I guess that's a good thing. It always gives me somebody to beat up.
1: There you go. I mean, I I will I want to give a shout out one time not one time, but I do want to give a shout-out at this moment. I haven't talked to him in a while, but I'm going to have him on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. But one man who I'm sure is ecstatic that you are former MWA heavyweight champion, not the current, of course, Mr. John Park. I'm going to have him on the show soon, and I... Curious to see what the how that interview will turn out, but he's probably ecstatic. But he's pro- so, probably
0: also a little sad that it wasn't one of his men that I, they were able to get it done. See, I was
1: thinking about that too. Like, I mean, uh, okay, so Brian Blade's no longer champion, but it wasn't a, as far as we know, it wasn't a uh, John Park plan. Well, who but.
0: knows? I mean, if you want to, you know, I've di- I've kind of dived deep into this rabbit hole once in a while, and I wonder if the, if, if some of these guys are all working together to try to make sure between dave sullivan and john park maybe even moose maybe even Hubson on part of this you never know and you know some of these other managers that have been around trying to knock me off the top there for a while maybe maybe there's something going on there that you know, it, it, I wouldn't put it past all these you know, guys. If,
1: if you want to talk about people that you don't necessarily trust with all that's going on right now, I'm going to give you one name that I don't trust, and that is Christian Temple. He cannot be trusted with anything. So, I mean, maybe—right now he's he's relishing the fact that you can't get your title match in six months because he's looking to take the title from Van Johnson in the meantime.
0: But Well, if Christian Temple gets the title, Christian Temple has worked his way up and— uh, I'd be happy to see Christian Temple get the championship. I oh, know I you won't. wouldn't. Nope. I know you wouldn't. But Christian Temple is great in the ring. The fan he's got the fan support. He's he, he's got a great attitude. He's got he's great in the ring. I've been in the ring with him. He is a tough competitor and I wouldn't doubt at some point he takes that title from Van Johnson.
1: I'm gonna put in my petition now that if uh, about the only worthy contender of the MWA heavyweight championship, that I see. There's a few of them. Uh, everybody knows that you know Xander McIntosh and I kind of see eye to eye. Uh, but I'd say the Sieve. the Sieve should be the next in line. Have for either the one of those guys even won a match yet? Uh, the Sieve did in Dorchester. Oh, that's they, right. Beat he beat did. Vampire really, he, Diego he, Diablo. That cannot go unnoticed.
0: That cannot. I mean, I'm pretty sure that might have been the number 12 contenders match, and not a number one contenders match. But hey, you got to start somewhere.
1: So I don't know. I have. All the utmost confidence in the world in the sieve. I think if there's one person who can take the title from Van Johnson in the next six months, it is the sieve. I, I think he could do it.
0: Well, on any given night, I mean, there's a lot of great competitors in the MWA. So on any given night and somebody hits somebody with a belt behind the referee's back or, you know, throws a fireball or, you know, <laughs> the champ has a heart attack, you never know who might win, You know, end up the MWA champion.
1: I almost feel like you're implying that Van Johnson did not win the title fair and square.
0: I'm not one to complain. I just threw out examples of what could happen.
1: I mean, there's no fireball in your matches with Van Johnson, but...
0: no. Oh, I mean, but I've had guys throw fireballs at me there before. So, I mean, I'm not going <laughs> to put it past anybody.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, the reason we're here, uh, about a year or so after... The start of Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast, where you were the very first guest on Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast, and I want to kind of come full circle now. I had a very fun time having the first interview. Of course, your Zoom account, I remember, froze at one point, so that was a little awkward. But otherwise, I was very proud of not only myself as a podcast host for doing my first ever episode of my podcast, but the conversation we had, we talked about you as MWA promoter, and kind of the ideas around working around WrestleMania weekend and or pay per view weekends in general, and how it could be a struggle at times getting the full card, where you might have some wrestlers who are more focused on watching the pay per views from other promotions. We talked about all that. If you uh, want to find that episode, it's very deep in the Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast Facebook page. It is still up there. I might rehash it one of these days because it was it was fun, um, but. Feel and it's me.
0: relevant to right now still too. Oh
1: yeah, and that's where I was like, because I know the thoughts that you shared from a promoter standpoint in booking shows and wrestling shows over WrestleMania weekend is very still relevant to how you feel nowadays.
0: Right. It's still. I mean, really, it hasn't changed. I mean, it's still the. I mean, it's still the same. I mean, nothing. Nothing's changed in a year with yep. promoting <laughs> events and and how wrestlers are.
1: <laughs> so, but the other thing we did in that episode is we kind of did a roles reverse. And actually, I want to say rules reverse in a sense where you step up to the big time, and you I put you on the creative team of WWE, and you're helping book WrestleMania. And we dissected last year's WrestleMania card. I remember specifically you asked me about who is Seth Rollins' opponent gonna be, and we were like, is it gonna be Shane McMahon or is it gonna be Cody Rhodes? Is Cody Rhodes making that jump to WWE and Of course, we all know the answer to that question now. Um, And I kind of wanted to do the same again today. But I want to... I thought of this right as I was going through that rant. And I want to see if one thing has changed. One thing I asked you a year ago. If MWA and WWE has a crossover event or a crossover match where a current WWE star faces a current MWA star... Who would you have face who? And last year you said you would book Omos against sharpshooter Johnny Gunn. Now I I don't you know Johnny Gunn's talking about a comeback here as it is, but I don't know if that'd still be your crossover match right now. Do you have anything else in mind?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that'd be the crossover match at this point. You know, if we want a serious if we want some serious matches, there'd be you know, there's some there's some really good matchups that, that could be had um you know, Mr. Fitness too. I you know, Mr. Fitness 2 against maybe Austin Theory. Would okay, be and I think,
1: as soon as I said that, I think last year you also said Mr. Fitness 2 against The Miz. We could still do that, that, match. Would, that
0: would That would be good, too. Yep, The Miz. I mean, The Miz is, Miz is a host right now. Yep. So, you know, who knows? You know, I would, you know, I mean, I would love to put myself against, you know, Roman. Or oh, oh, yeah? Oh, or ooh, okay. I think that would be.
1: I, no, I remember, I remember, uh, flashback a little bit. So, a year and a half ago, almost two years now. Uh, in Elgin, Illinois, you worked one on one against the Murder Hawk monster, Lance Archer. And in a match, uh, the subpar ring announcer of that event decided to say that Lance Archer won by disqualification after you got hit in the head. Uh, with a for case. the record,
0: with a briefcase. With a briefcase. By Mr. John Park, who you talked yep, about earlier. Yep.
1: For the record, I was not the ring announcer of that match. I was at that event, but I was not the ring announcer of that match. Who made that? Call we we won't go ahead and we, say we will not call anybody out. But right uh, <laughs> I still like to poke fun at that moment every so often with you. Uh, but I remember you were you were a wounded warrior after that match, and uh, you had your chest was all lit up, and you said what hurt you the most was taking a suplex in that match. you' I believe is uh, when you worked Lance Archer. Do you remember this?
0: Well, he's tall. You're way oh, up Oh, that's there true. On that's true. I mean, Lance is six eight. Yeah. So you're a long ways up, and it's a long ways down, and, and and Lance is a great competitor. I mean, he's wrestled around the world. I mean, he's won titles Most everywhere, yeah. and, you know, I was, you know, obviously I won the match by disqualification. I was right there with him. He couldn't put me away. I didn't get a chance to put him away. I had him close before I got yep. hit. You know, yep. I'm, I would have liked to see him. You could, had him in that F5 Could position, he have but... gotten up from the F5 without me getting hit with that briefcase, you know? um. So, yeah, I'd love to have a rematch with him again.
1: I, I would love to see it. And I'd love to be the one ring announcing it that time. You
0: know, now but... that we're at First Avenue Social Hall and the ceiling's a little higher and he wouldn't, like, maybe hit his head on a bar sticking down. <laughs> no, we love Cornhusker Social Hall, we don't do. get me wrong. But having a guy that's 6'8", he can't do a whole lot of stuff because he can't pick a guy up over his head without maybe impaling somebody there. Yeah. Now at, at First Avenue, he might be able to bring uh, the Murder Hawk back in and we might be able to have that rematch.
1: I'm sure and going back to past subject and then I'll get back to why I brought up Archer, but you said putting somebody up in a power bomb and without hitting the ceiling, I'm sure it was nice for you to see Van Johnson receive a border toss from Sean Hernandez at our last Lincoln show. That, that
0: was highly entertaining to me. <laughs> that was except Sean didn't win the title, but yeah. he did throw you know Van Johnson across <laughs> the ring.
1: Yeah. So uh yeah, it was uh Oh man, that was that was a fun night. But I, I'm sure you know, and then now Van Johnson has another upcoming defense if everything goes his way against Alex Gretzky in Lincoln, Nebraska. So
0: if he survives that, I'm gonna be shocked. <laughs> um, if he gets a, if he's still the champion at that date, I'm gonna be shocked. Right. I mean he's got he's got a lot of defenses before April twenty second, but if he can defeat, you know, Alex Gretzky, former three time MWA champion. I will be, uh, I will be. count me impressed.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, anyway, so going back to when I mentioned you versus Lance Archer, because I just remember how red your chest was after that. I and mean, we took a picture after the show. and I've posted on social media a couple times. And I'm just imagining you could step in the ring with Gunther. Your chest might be even more red than that after that match. So I don't know. Do you think you can handle his chops? And
0: I can dish him out pretty good, too. That's true. So, that's true. You know. I think it would be it'd be a physical matchup. It would be a matchup kind of like what he had with Sheamus. It would be physical, it would be brutal, and you know, may the best man win.
1: I, I'm now laughing because I just got a flashback to any time we've had a bigger name outside of MWA come to an MWA show in Lincoln or wherever else, if they're in the ring with Van Johnson, it seems like one thing remains the same. Van Johnson gets his chest lit up by all of them. I've seen James Storm give him a number of... Hard hitting knife edge chops, Hernandez. And can you imagine him taking a Gunther chop, though?
0: Uh, he might die. <laughs> you know, he's, I mean, he's, he's got a face only a mother could love and anyone else wants to punch in the face. And he's got a chest that you just want to just, you know, chop right through.
1: Oh, man. You, yeah, definitely still some animosity. And I, I, I love hosting a podcast where I could be in the middle of everything. So, uh, Um, always, you know, you're always welcome. Van Johnson's always welcome on the show. He's been on the show once before too.
2: Waiting on a tax return. Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.
1: Now going into the WrestleMania card, this is why I wanted to have you on today. We had a fun conversation for the last 16 minutes now. But, um, the WrestleMania card, the same reason you were on last year, where we, one of the reasons you were on last year, get to dissect the WrestleMania card. And I'm going to say from the get go, and you and I talked a little bit off air before we came on, and let's just take the conversation right into the podcast. I, I, I don't know how I feel ultimately about WrestleMania. I'm excited because it's, it's the best time of the year in pro wrestling, and I know. Chances are they're going to put on a great show. They, they've they been building it up quite a bit. And I just look at the match card, and I'm like, well, I don't know how this stacks up overall against WrestleMania cards in the past. But here is my biggest saltiness uh, thing of this year's WrestleMania card. And we talked about this again beforehand. I really wanted to see Brock Lesnar and Gunther at wrestling. I think they would have put on a banger of a match, not to steal a Seamus term, but I think it would have been a real hard-hitting, good match um, as long as Lesnar is willing to have a good match that night. like he's, you know, Lesnar has a lot more freedoms than what he has in his match, so it depends on his mood, I guess. I would have loved to see Lesnar and Gunther. I think they could have very easily put on the match of the show. With that said, Gunther, I think, could very still be in the best match of the weekend. I'll say that right now with uh, Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. I'm just very frustrated because, though I wanted Gunther and Lesnar the most, they clearly had a rivalry brewing for a long time with Lesnar and Bobby Lashley that I still feel is clearly not over yet. And now we have a one-off, because I don't see Brock Lesnar and Omos going past WrestleMania, And if Lashley has a match at all at WrestleMania, we would assume maybe against Bray Wyatt, but he hasn't been there lately. I don't know if that would be... I I think that would be a one-off too, and then they'd maybe work with each other. And I don't feel like WrestleMania should be the type of pay-per-view that you take a break from a big storyline to do a one-off match just to go back to that big storyline. I think it should culminate at WrestleMania. What's your thoughts on all this? I got my venting out.
0: Well, I agree with the the Brock and... Lashley should have. They should have done something here to blow it off. Whether it's a cage match or a no DQ match, a false count, anywhere, something to something to get get us finale, a finality in the in the matchup. Like, um, there's a part of me that gets Lesnar versus Omos.
1: It could be an um, attraction.
0: It's an attraction match. It's. I think it's going to be. Better and I hope it's better than most people think it's going to be. Sure, yeah. I, I don't think Omos is nearly as bad as people think. The guy's seven foot three. I mean, he, he's not going to do a moonsaw. And you know, if this is nineteen eighty five, that match is like, man, that's a cool, that's a cool flipping match. And now yeah. it's like, oh, it's two big guys, and you know, everyone's got their, everyone's got their opinions. But it seems like when anyone thinks something with Brock Lesnar is going to be bad, it ends up pretty good because when he puts his working boots on. You know, he's ready to go, and he Most can definitely. go. And Olmos is a good athlete. He's not, you know, he's he's not your, you know, he's not a big, giant, stiff. The guy can move. The guy was a Division One basketball player. The guy's strong. The guy's big. He just needs an opportunity. The problem with a guy with seven foot three, and the problem you end up with the Big Show it was is you gotta overexpose in somebody like that. They are an attraction. He's not an every week guy that you can have on TV every week. Sure. That's why that's why Andre was so good for so long. Is you didn't see him. He was in different territories all the time. And then even with the when he was at the WWF exclusively, he wasn't always on. When you saw Andre, it kind of meant something. Yeah. It wasn't just, "Oh, well, Andre's wrestling on TV again this week." Andre's wrestling again on TV this week, you know. When you you want to see him, you want to see him in an arena, and that's kind of maybe what they should do with Omos, Is they put he's an attraction. You put him on TV once in a while, once a month, once every two months, so you don't forget him, and you put him on house shows, and then you give him a big pay per view match. Not every pay per view, but at WrestleMania and you know SummerSlam. Yeah. So so he is an attraction because you can't you can't put a belt on a guy like that. It just sure. like even with Big Show, it just didn't work because then yeah. how do you beat the guy? Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing. But I think Lesnar and Omos is, is going to be an attraction. I also think they're probably going to do Lesnar and Gunther in Saudi Arabia.
1: Okay. Okay. I,
0: I, I think they're either going to save that for SummerSlam or they're going to do it in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia pays big money for these yeah, events. Yeah,
1: and, the, the, and that's coming up shortly there. I, I can't remember. I think it's sometime in May, but it won't be too long after Mania. When, well, of well, course, there, there's
0: Backlash and then there's the, the...
1: King King of the Ring, Queen of the Ring, whatever they're calling right. that event. And so. But you know, you'd think they would probably have a match or two outside of those tournaments as well. I think if it's Lesnar and Gunther, I don't think that's a King of the Ring match. I think that's just a match on its own. Right,
0: that's just a match. I mean, do you I don't if Gunther is still the um still the champion, does he really need to be in King of the Ring? That's not really exactly. elevating him anymore. Exactly. He's already a champion, so you don't really need to elevate him with, with King of the Ring. King of the Ring and Queen of the Ring is used to elevate somebody that's not already already there. So Yeah. And yeah, you know, I mean, we're getting off a little subject here, but like Becky Lynch shouldn't win Queen of the Ring. She's already passed.
1: There you go. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That makes you know,
0: sense. You know, it's it's for somebody well, that's uh, coming. Looking up. Like
1: at the most recent King and or well, they had the Queen's crown at the time. I think now they own like some sort of copyright to say Queen of the Ring, but they mm-hmm. didn't at the time. Where the last winners was Xavier Woods and Zelina Vega. To me, now it's arguable about what they've done since, then, but those are the type of names that would be ideal to win, because they're not the biggest names of the company.
0: As long as you elevate somebody, I don't think Xavier really got elevated, not as a singles competitor. I mean, Xavier's a tag wrestler. He needs to stay a tag wrestler. He doesn't quite, like, he's muscular, but he's not tall. And he doesn't quite have that size to get, I don't think, to get to that next level. And he's not, I like Xavier, but he's not Kofi either. He doesn't have that extra, like, he's charismatic, but he doesn't have that Extra charisma to me that Kofi has. Yeah. And he's not Big E size. Sure. Xavier fits in with those guys great as a tag team. I just can't, I just don't see him as a big, having a big single well, run ever. And, and
1: what, what most was that, I think, is the fact that on television and especially off TV, for like a year or two, it seemed like uh, Xavier Woods was just constantly petitioning that he wanted to be King of the Ring. He was the only person who ever mentioned King of the Ring, so it made sense from a, that perspective that they put the crown on him. And then Zelina Vega, like I was all for that with the idea, the same idea that we just talked about. I just don't feel like ultimately they did a lot with her after that, though.
0: Well, she ended up getting released. <laughs> I think
1: that I think that was after she came back from the release. I think was it. I think so. But, okay. but I, no, released, I think she got hurt they released
0: her again, though, didn't they? And now she's back again, right? No, I, I, <laughs> they released her, and she's back again.
1: <laughs> I know because she was it's she was of... tag team champions with Carmella at the right. same time, around the same time that she won the crown. And then I think Carmella got hurt, so then they didn't have anything for Zelina, so she disappeared See, and then came back with Legato del Fantasma. Yeah. And... Queen of the Ring
0: would be great for somebody like Carmella, sure, because it just it validates her even more. Because she's not just looks. I mean, obviously she's a great looking woman. Yeah, Corey Graves makes that more than apparent every week. <laughs> but I mean, she is. We're not we are not gonna sit here and lie. But she's really good in the ring that people don't understand. You know, so you know somebody like her or Raquel Gonzalez Rodriguez now, whatever her name is, I constantly mix the last it's Rodriguez. name up. Yep. Um, I think she's really good in the ring. She's big. Yeah. She's strong. She's good looking. Yeah. And she could be that next person that. You Know really carries the women's division. I agree. Um, if they give her the right push, uh, so I think you know, I think to me, I mean, like I said, we need to get back to WrestleMania, but I think <laughs> somebody like that is who you know needs to win the Queen of the Ring. Yeah. Or you bring Lita or you bring Trish back and let her win it. I mean, that
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so going back to the WrestleMania talk, we did say uh, this whole rabbit trail we had, which Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk podcast is known for rabbit tra- trails. I'm all for them. Even if it turns into the public roasting of Brian blade with chief Atikula Kula but
0: <laughs> that's all right i' will um, give I'll give chief a pass there you go he I, I like chief he's a good guy, I'll give him a pass I, I know
1: he has your respect, ultimately too, and he he's earned every ounce of respect he's got, so i'm I'm glad that we were able to have him on the show and it was a very good show and thank yes, you
0: yes, yes, he has. he's a you know he's done a lot in this business and he's done a lot for people, and sometimes I don't think he realizes all he's done, so yeah. If you listen to this i hope you know that you know there are a lot of people that respect you and a lot of people you know that you have done some stuff for and a lot of people that respect you and appreciate you
1: yeah absolutely but anyway
0: so but now to something
1: important <laughs> oh <laughs> so brock lesnar uh, it's just the four people i vented about brock lesnar omos uh, i'm gonna put Oh, um, we can even say Gunther, and I'm going to go back to that a little more in here in a moment. But then Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt, Brian Blade. If you have the creative pencil, those names I just mentioned, what would you do with them at WrestleMania?
0: Well, I don't even know if Bray's around. I've been reading rumors that Bobby Lashley doesn't even have an opponent now. Brian Cage is tra- is challenged him. I read today. Whoa, I didn't because hear about Brian that. Because Brian Cage's contract ends with AEW on March 31st.
1: Oh, so he's challenged Lashley. Brian Cage has challenged Lashley
0: because they had the they wrestled
1: an impact. Yeah. Which, and, I mean, WWE is not going to mention that necessarily. But
0: Brian Cage
1: is, said, I will be in L.A. that day. And, uh, okay. Uh, okay.
0: You know, and I think that'd be a great coup.
1: Well, and I think they need to put Lashley on the card. Um, I've never, I've not been necessarily the biggest fan of Lashley myself, but he is a draw and he's very loyal to the company and he's done big things for him. C- will continue to do big things. I'm sure they can't, I feel in a lot of ways, they can't just not put him on the card, but give him something a little more relevant than a random blow off match against Aleister Black. Like they did at WrestleMania 36 in 2020. But we don't need to talk a lot about that WrestleMania either, because there's a lot of on-the-fly decisions with that one.
0: Yeah, well, you can I mean, you were stuck in a rock and a hard place yep, on that one, in a sense. But, but yeah, I don't know. Like with Bray Wyatt, if they have the match, I mean, I, it'll be a. I mean, it will be the match will be fine. Sure. Um, you can go in many different directions with it. I mean, it, I mean, you can keep a feud going. You can, you know, you could have Bray go over and keep him going. You could, I mean, Lashley go over. I mean, you lose to Lashley, you don't lose. You don't lose, you don't lose a lot of steam. I mean, sure, yeah. I mean, Bobby Lashley's a monster. I mean, who couldn't he beat, if you think about it? I mean, he's a legitimate fighter. He's huge. He's a legitimate badass. I mean, if you lose to him, especially in a certain way, you lose nothing.
1: Van Johnson could probably figure a way to beat him.
0: Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Um, But if, if, if Bray's not there, I don't know where you go with Bray Wyatt after this. This whole start and stop, start and stop, start and stop, it just... People are going to get tired of it. People like Bray, but, you know, you finally started to build something and with whatever Uncle Howdy is, and if he's not there and he's gone for months, if he's hurt again or he's got right. ment not to make fun of people's mental issues, but if he's got mental issues again...
1: It's like at some point you got to
0: stop the train.
1: It it got to be a little too much, and that's why Bray Wyatt was released from WWE when he was. I mean, I think Vince would even say that he loved Bray Wyatt. It's just when he needs to take time after time after time to take these breaks, and I understand how you know losing Brody Lee, for example, can be detrimental to him just as his friend. But he just always need all that time off. Something was always happening that got him his release in the first place. It sucks
0: to say, but we all lose people. Yeah. We lose parents. We lose friends. Things happen, and it sucks. And not to go off on a mental health rant, rant, but you all, we all decide if we put one foot in front of the other that next day, or do we cower in bed and curl up in a ball. There are times that life sucks, but you have to get up and keep going. Yep. You know, my, my dad passed away, and two days later, I was in the ring. Yeah. You know, because I made a commitment to be there.
1: Yeah, I mean, even Jeff Jarrett just recently lost uh, his dad, and he was in the ring the next night. Yeah, and he like, he had every reason to miss that show, and he said that his dad, his mom, I believe, told him his dad would be furious at him if he found he out a booking. if he missed his booking just because his dad passed away. So, right,
0: you know, we all decide how we deal with things, and he obviously doesn't deal with things well. And and I'm not, and I don't anyway. Listen to this, taking this like I don't think mental health is serious. It is. It is. But some people take it to an extreme that they can't get out of their own head, get out of their own ball and put one foot in front of the other. And hey, tomorrow's another day. And I still have to get up and do what I'm supposed to do. You know, no matter what happens, I have to get up the next day and do what I am supposed to do. Yep. And too many times we give people a pass. And I know things are hard. And not everyone is as strong as other people. And he obviously doesn't seem like he's as mentally strong as other people, as we're going down another rabbit hole here. (laughs) But, you know, if he's gone, what do you do with him? Like, if he can't make it, like, if he's legitimately hurt, that's one thing. Sure, yeah. But if you can't do anything with him, you've stopped again, and, you know... I don't know. Otherwise, like with ba- the whole, like you said, the Lashley-Lesnar-Omos yeah, thing. Who would I, you
1: put with Lashley at WrestleMania if you had that creative Just
0: make console. it a triple threat now. Put Lester with okay. Omos and Lashley. Just let that train wreck happen.
1: Well, and the whole thing stemmed from MVP made the challenge because Lesnar was a coward that he hit Lashley between the legs the night before. Right. Lashley's still involved, so that makes sense to me. Right. So
0: I mean, I would just just throw it in there and... Let the I mean it wouldn't it's not gonna be a train wreck but it's gonna you know it'll be physical and yeah. hopefully it's not just one finisher after another
1: yeah there you go now as far as Gunther I want because I will say this right now that might that's one of uh, two matches I'm most excited for WrestleMania weekend is the triple threat they made between Gunther Drew McIntyre and Sheamus uh, yes I want Gunther and Lesnar but I think those three have what it takes to maybe have the best match of the weekend. But I, in my head, I keep thinking out over and over and over again, who's going over in that match? And that's what I love because I have arguments for all three of them. I have no idea, and so I'm like, "All right, WWE, take me away! Like, what are you gonna do?" Brian played like first. Who do you think goes over in that match? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's
0: a lot more fun when you don't know. Like, yeah. When you can't like look at it and like, yeah, I know who it is. I mean, it's gonna be a good match. It'll be no Lesnar, Omos, but it ought to be a good match. Just kidding, folks. <laughs> You know, I think Gunther goes over. Okay, it pushes, it keeps pushing Gunther to the top. That you, hey, you got past yep. Drew McIntyre, you got past Sheamus. Hopefully, we don't end up with another McIntyre Sheamus feud. Not that their matches aren't good, but they, we've seen it like seventeen times now.
1: Well, and that's where I'm, I'm thinking. So that's my thought process. Is you know, Gunther runner up in the Royal Rumble match, uh, set a record for a traditional thirty man Royal Rumble. He's the longest in the ring at once, um, and. uh It goes, like, he's doing big things, Uh, clearly has a, you know, good spot with, you know, Booker's eyes and everything, Um, so he's got momentum. He's got a lot of momentum going into WrestleMania, and this could be, you know, he's, it's been years, and I hate saying this, but it's true, it's been years since the Intercontinental title has even had a match at WrestleMania, and, uh, well, I guess, I think, maybe, I want to say it was... Apollo Crews and Big E at 37, so only two years. Glad you but... remember that, because I don't. <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> I remember the match. Deep but... Dive, but there's not, a lot of times, or pay-per-views in general, the Intercontinental title just hasn't been defended as much. And then Gunther takes the title, and you know it's starting to get pay-per-view spots again. Not only that, it's starting to be the best match of a pay-per-view a lot of times. And so it's got the capability, and I think WrestleMania will be no different. I can see Gunther continuing that reign, that dominant reign. I can very well see that. But then you have the argument for Sheamus. He's never held the Intercontinental Title. So one title he's never held. He wants that. Then you have McIntyre, who has held it once, but it was like a, the chosen one day. So a lot's changed. And if they wanna, if they wanna build more of a mcintyre sheamus rivalry, which I know you just said you don't want, no. But that's where they, if they, if. You know, the powers that be, the actual WWE creative team decides, hey, what if McIntyre wins and then Seamus is upset because this was a triple threat in the first place, where, you know, even though he's had opportunities against Gunther, you know, it's still he was, whether he was screwed out of the match or it's still a big deal to him. He hasn't held the title, and McIntyre, as his friend, knows that that's what. Well, his goal was, and so I don't know if this turns into Batista and Rey Mysterio from two thousand nine. I don't know, but like.
0: Well, the other thing you got to remember: a triple threat match is no DQ. so That's true. Can Pete Dunn or, you know, can he interfere? Or Rich Holland? Rich Ho- Holland, yeah, will he yep. interfere? um You know. Do they do they help out? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if Pete's name is going back to Pete. I hear rumors. Going
1: back it, to it's, Pete. Yeah, uh, right now I, I don't uh, like the but, name Butch, but that's still you what know, it is. Butch has
0: grown on me just because it, it, way, like he's played it well. He's right, done he has. Well.
1: Oh, and then there's two other members of Imperium. Like there's still right. Every I mean, which everyone way. can
0: interfere. Yeah, and Drew's got nobody on his side in a sense.
1: <laughs> in a sense,
0: yep. You know, I can, I see Gunther winning um, because you, you keep pushing that man to the moon. Drew doesn't need it. Sheamus is having great matches anyway. I don't see money. It's harder for Gunther being a heel to be chasing the title back from Sheamus. And I don't think they're ready to elevate Gunther to go after Reigns or Cody. I mean, maybe. If, yeah. if Cody wins, I can see Gunther losing the Intercontinental title, and then he's Cody's next competitor because of what happened in the Royal Rumble. Yep, yep. But do do you pull that already and go to that to the next to your next pay-per-view or whatever. Or you know, or does Brock Lesnar interfere, cost Gunther the match, because they had their interactions at Royal Rumble. That's true. Brock may not forget That's that. True. And hey, we go like I said, I think that match has happened in Saudi, whether it's intercontinental title or not intercontinental yeah. title. I think that match happens in Saudi Arabia.
1: And to me, if if they are planning on doing that match, so soon after Mania, like in Saudi Arabia, to me it makes most sense in that regard. I don't really see Lesnar competing for the Intercontinental Title. Maybe, maybe put the title on Drew or Sheamus, um, whether they face each other afterwards or not. But that way, Gunther and Lesnar have their rivalry still. I don't know.
0: Well, and Gunther could win now, and he could get screwed out of the title later by Brock, leading up to the there match in that, Saudi that's... on a on SmackDown or something or Backlash. Yeah. Um, I think Gunther at WrestleMania, wins, so everyone sees that, hey, Gunther is a major player? Because we can see it is. but your general wrestling fan, do they see Gunther yet as that major player? And I think at WrestleMania, he stands tall in the end in that match, and you see that, man, that guy, you're just your common, regular, only WWE fan. It's like, that man's got it, and that man, he's next. You know, no. he's hes coming, and whether he gets that title shot at SummerSlam or he gets that next WrestleMania, you know, who knows? You've
2: worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss, and if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
0: If Cody wins, I think they go with Cody Gunther, but I hope they hold it off till SummerSlam. Because who knows where Reigns goes if yeah. he loses? Well,
1: let's talk about that. Let's talk about Cody and Reigns. I want—I don't know how we segue from this to already to the main event, but let's talk about that. Number one, uh, you as you know a fan and where you kind of have the promoter spotlight again. Uh, I want to segue—you know—dissecting the WrestleMania card. Right, Brian Blade, the promoter. What would he do differently? Are you a fan of the fact we're building to Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns as the main event of WrestleMania? You know, you have everything with Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber. Where, where's your thought process been in all this?
0: I like Sami. I mean, Sami grew up. Yeah, I didn't think Sami was anything until okay. until this storyline. Like sure. he was a good wrestler, but I didn't think of like I never thought of him as anything more than I can almost get to the Intercontinental or U.S. title. That's all I thought of him. Okay. He, I just, I wasn't a huge fan. He was just to me, he was generic.
1: Would Sami have been able to? Uh, would he? Would Van Johnson had to put Sammy Zayn over? Would he be able to go over on Van Johnson? Probably not. Oh, so um, and that that says a lot then. Probably okay. not.
0: Sammy now, yes. <laughs> okay. Sammy, but Sammy, Sammy then, a year then, ago. Right, Van no. Johnson
1: retains the title. <laughs>
0: um, Cody's a bigger star still than Sammy is. Yep. Cody went away, started a promotion, and became Cody was bigger than the promotion was. Okay. Of AEW. Okay. He, he became that way. When he came to WWE, you know, as people want to say, the first shot was fired. There's no shot to be fired because it's not competition. <laughs> AEW is nowhere near what WWE is. Cody knows that. Everybody in AEW knows that. They're, some of those guys are hoping to build it, and a lot of those guys are just loving the money. And Cody has become a huge star. And the way they've built him, hey, your dad has not done it. Your brother never did it. You've never done it. Yeah. And Cody's good in the ring. They built him with, with, with Seth Rollins, and he kept beating Seth Rollins, but he looked great doing it. And Cody's great in the ring. And I could see him winning, but I could also see Roman winning, and you extend this all the way out to SummerSlam, and then Cody finally takes the title. You know, maybe you do something where Jay comes in, and maybe he's going to turn on Roman. And it looks like he's going to turn it on. And he misses something. And he hits Cody. And Jay's like, damn it. I meant to hit Roman and I hit Cody. And oh, they're all fine until. And you play that storyline. And he goes into Roman and Jay for a little of the summer until we get back to, you know, for the spring and summer. Yeah, we got that, you know, we got that little bit with Jay then. Yeah. And possibly. And then you get to, you know, you go back to Roman and Cody. at SummerSlam. And. You know, this time it's just Roman and just Cody, and that's it. And maybe you have that match in a Hell in a Cell or something. There you go. To where no one, we say no one can interfere, but, I mean, (laughs) we've gone way past that in those matches now to where people can can, and can't interfere, but we make it seem like nobody can interfere. But we've also seen what Cody can do in a Hell in a Cell match. Yep. So... I can see the match going either way. I'd almost like to see Roman win and extend this out a little longer. Like, Cody was right there. He had it won, but...
1: So, if if Roman goes over, Cody still eventually wins the title at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think it's but, SummerSlam. Okay.
0: It goes a, you give this a little bit longer, because it's harder to play. I mean, you could still play out the, the storyline... Um, the you know with him being the tribal chief and the head of the yeah. table. You could play it out without him being the champion, but it's a lot better if he is still the champion trying to hold on to it. And it's uh, and we can segue here into the Usos against Sammy and Owens match because then it goes if the Usos lose, which I'm thinking they probably lose. Yeah. Roman's pissed at the Usos. Yeah? How did you lose? How did you well, how did you not take care of business?
1: Yeah, okay, so I want to uh, make sure that the listeners know while we're recording this interview is a Wednesday night, uh Raw was just 2 days ago where they made the match official between the Usos and then against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. However, when this podcast airs Monday, SmackDown would have already happened. We don't know what's going on on SmackDown this Friday. So I want to make sure that we um, everyone's on the same page here. But yeah, um And I don't know, and you and I, again, talking before we went on air here, and I mentioned how Cody Rhodes has that promo Monday night, and he says, I'm going to win the title, you're going to wake up on April 3rd, no champion, you're going to have to remember how it is to lose, and uh, and then Jay's going to leave you, and then Jimmy's going to leave you. But he made an emphasis on Jay's going to leave you because everything's kind of centered around Jay Uso and all the right. storyline. Um, I was going to, still off of that, if we need to, But the one other question I want to ask you about Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, I've heard a rumor, and I think it's more of just fans talking. I don't know how much it's reported online. I don't know what Dave Meltzer would say. I don't follow Dave Meltzer's reports half the time. He's wrong anyway. With that said, if Roman Reigns loses to Cody Rhodes, if Cody Rhodes becomes champion at WrestleMania, does Roman Reigns take a break from there, or is he he still involved at that moment?
0: Um... He might be off TV for a few weeks. Okay,
1: but he won't but, take like yeah, an extended I, vacation. No, because
0: you still you you still got to keep the storyline going. That's I mean, true. it's the biggest storyline you've had in a long time. Everyone like all the fans are intrigued by this. They want to see what happens. They want to see how it plays yeah. out. We're invested in how this goes. So if he just gone because he loses, then what? Or is he gone for a month and Solo thinks he's in charge? Maybe or Jimmy or Jay think <laughs> they're in charge or. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: uh, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden he comes back, and and then you know I'm the head of the table, blah blah. And it, it could like I
1: could. And see. if he
0: loses, is he still the head of the table?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, so many questions, right? You know,
0: my thing if if you're watching WrestleMania, and I don't know, I mean, I assume these matches
1: have to be on the same night. Because okay, that's what well, another thing I want to talk to you about. I will still say I think I've heard a rumor, and ever since I heard that rumor, I've been running with it and hoping it becomes reality, that I want to put Night One's main event... First of all, do you consider the Night One main event, do you consider that when you talk about the WrestleMania main events of history... Do you call that a main event match when it's the main event of night one, or do you say WrestleMania nowadays only has one main event, and that's whatever's at the end of night two? Night
0: two. that That is your obvious, that is your main event, yeah, is night I two. I
1: completely agree.
0: That is the main event. Now, if you think of it as two separate events, which they are, because they're two separate ticketed events. Yeah. So they're, they're still like two separate pay-per-views. You're watching two different shows, two different nights, two different tickets. So it's still a main event. Yeah. But if like you said, in the grand scheme of everything, night two that's that's your main event. Roman Reigns is headlining night two.
1: Yeah. The the world world
0: champion, you world universal world champion is headlining night two. Even when there was two belts, Roman Reigns is headlining night two. Not night one. You know, I mean we've only done this for a few years, but Roman Reigns is headlining night two. And I know you you think the tag match is going on last think, night one. Night I think one. it's Charlotte and Rhea, Rhea that are going on last night one. I think you've now set a precedent that the women have to main event one of the nights.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, and then last year, I, I thought Charlotte and Ronda should have been the main event of night one last year until they said, okay, Austin's going to come out of retirement. And it made sense then, for that reason only, having Austin and Owens right. as main event of night one. And we talked about on the podcast last year about that very thing.
0: So, but that is Steve Austin. That's a little bit, that's a little bit different. You yeah, know, that's, exactly. But I think Charlotte and they've built Charlotte and Rhea, Rhea up really good. And you know, I think that should be the main event of night one <laughs> because <laughs> I still see that title. They've built the women's division up so well, and especially Charlotte so well that to me that title. It's not like it's not above the storyline of the Usos and Sami Zayn, but it's still above the tag team championship in my okay, opinion. Okay, that's fair.
1: Um so I'm all over the place with that and I want to share my thoughts. I think it would be cool for those people who'd say that the main event of Night 1 was was a main event. So they'd say that AJ Styles versus The Undertaker was a main event. They'd say Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks was a main event. Right. And then, of course, Austin and Kevin Owens. I mean, they, I think Brock
0: and Omasha are probably in main event night one, but okay. hey, that's just
1: me. But if you want to go off of those reports, I say, storyline-wise, you need to put... I, I'm all in favor of the tag titles, and here's also why. Because the tag title match, there's been one tag team match in WrestleMania history that's main event into WrestleMania, that was the very first WrestleMania, but the tag titles have never been in the main event of WrestleMania. And so that, that would make history there for that regard, they've built the storyline up well enough. Here's where Rhea Ripley and Charlotte falls, uh, fails for me in that spot. Um, because I, I, you know, three years ago, especially that was probably the match I was most excited for, you know, as Rhea Ripley said, times have changed. Rhea Ripley's become a lot more relevant in WWE since their match at 36. Um, but for me, Rhea Ripley has been tearing through the women's division, like, She's a part of Judgment Day. She is a major force in WWE, in the women's division. She was a favorite to win the Rumble. She won the int- Royal Rumble from entry number one. But Charlotte becomes champion, and just like a week or two, on a, a week and a half ago, as we're recording this on SmackDown, is to the point she goes to Adam Pierce saying, hey, I want a match because I'm never on right now. So then they give her a match against Shotzi. Now, what they did this last Friday on SmackDown to build the match with Rhea Ripley, that could make me think, okay, you could be planting the seeds for making that a main event. But I think overall with story development, it just hasn't done enough in the story yet to make that the night one main event.
0: I can kind of see you know your point there, but Charlotte is so big at this point. I mean, she's your second biggest player. I mean, there's Roman Reigns and there's Charlotte Flair. And I don't care what, if there's some people that dislike Charlotte Flair. Yeah. But you know what? You're paying to watch her. Well, Cheer Boer, she is the second biggest star in that company right now.
1: And Charlotte did say, and I think it was just this last Friday on SmackDown that I actually really enjoyed a good Friday from when we're recording this, that she said way back in the day, Flair was a champion and Rhodes was challenging. So That was I, a
0: great promo. It was
1: and I loved that because I was like, Well, that's true, and then here we are in twenty twenty three. Flair is a champion, Rhodes is challenging, it's a little different, you know, different genders, but like
0: But she also said a flair is headlining a pay-per-view. That's true, too. And a Rhodes is challenging for the world title.
1: Yes. So, so, and so from she that, said headlining right promo, there. Yes, I can see it. Um. Okay. Again, giving you the creative pencil, we have four women's matches at WrestleMania. We've gone extensively about one of them. There's, of course, Bianca Belair and Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. The six-woman tag, damage control against Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus. And then, of course, the women's showcase match. Uh, Right now, as of this recording, we only know one team. That's Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. Um, I say, ultimately, you got to split up the WrestleMania card. I say two women's matches one night, two women's matches the other night. Um, And then I say the showcase matches, of course, would be different nights. Um, Yeah, put them
0: both night one. Both showcase
1: matches on night one?
0: Otherwise, they open both nights.
1: Okay. Well, I was wanting to talk to you about that, too. Like, what the exciting match open or WrestleMania opener would be for either night.
0: The tag and- the men's tag match probably opens. Okay. The women's showcase is what you call your popcorn match before the main event, which would be the sec which means that goes the second night before Roman and Cody. So you do something like Seth and Logan, women's showcase match, because if you need to cut something or cut time, you know it's always a women's match. That's true. And then you do Roman and Cody because that's how that works.
1: Okay, I will have to correct you a little bit. And again, this is if Brian Blade was promoter. That's why I like to uh, theme these these interviews. But I think they Logan Paul mentioned on Monday that he wants to face Seth Rollins on night one of WrestleMania. He said it was his twenty eighth birthday. Blah blah blah. So I think that kind of established. Plus, okay. okay look- so then,
0: so then your Austin theory women's popcorn match. Okay. <laughs> Reigns and and Cody, or your other big matches, Edge and Finn and Hell in a Cell, but I think that's earlier in the card because you want people, because as good as that's going to be, I mean, maybe that headline's night one. It could. It's a Hell in a Cell match. Exactly. And Edge wants the demon, not...
1: Yeah, this isn't just Finn Balor, it's a demon Finn Balor. Right,
0: so, I don't know, but back to the women's matches.
1: Yeah, what, okay, so ultimately, which matches are night one of the women's, which matches are night two?
0: Um, I think the women's showcase ends up night two. Okay.
1: You said um, that, and then you said, of course, Rhea and Charlotte for night one.
0: Yeah, I think Rhea and Charlotte night one and the six-woman the six woman tag is night one, because you're not going to have the two title matches on the same night. I
1: agree. They did last year, but yeah. I, I think you should put them on different nights. I
0: think so, too. Um, Spread it out. I think they ended up on the same night just because of Austin. Yes, yeah. okay. Austin added that huge attraction to yep. everything. Um, okay. I and- honestly think Raquel and Liv win. I don't care who else is in the thing. I think Raquel and Liv win the win the Women's Showcase. I'm so, a big fan of Raquel. So. I,
1: I, I would most likely, I'll root for them. Um, I do like Chelsea Green, but that's from other reasons, too. Um, I will not say Chelsea Green's the best wrestler in the company. Because um, I think...
0: That is Charlotte Flair.
1: Maybe, uh, yeah. I, I, I will still say Charlotte Flair is the greatest women's wrestler of all time, hands down. I will she's, say she's that. She's the
0: greatest women's wrestler in the world right now, and she and, might be the greatest of all time.
1: I mean, I China was great, but I, I still say Charlotte...
0: Different... different Different era, different tactics, different people. Yeah. But China was really good. There's, yeah. no, there's no if, ands, or buts. She it, was really good. To me,
1: it, it seems like, and I want to have you on a future episode of Caddy Chat because we've talked about before about doing a Rushmore episode. I think we very much so need to do this and we'll continue that conversation in. But to me, I think the general stereotype of the greatest women's wrestler, the, not stereotype, but the general answer of the greatest women's wrestler of all time. To me, general answer, not my opinion, is Trish Stratus. I disagree. I think Trish Stratus, I I see overall when it comes to improvement throughout her career, I think from an improvement story, she is the best um, because she started off just as a valet. She was there just for her looks and where she did become a decent wrestler. But I still, you know, I look at all factors and I think, from where she became sure, but where she ended, I I don't say greatest Roman's wrestler of all time.
0: No, I would say greatest. I mean, she's really good. Yeah. And, I mean, I love Trish Stratus. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. And I just don't think like she didn't have enough time overall. Like I mean, she's still She's not old. I mean, she could yeah. still be going. I well, mean, she she has
1: a match at WrestleMania this right. year.
0: But I mean, she could still be going full time. Yeah. I mean, age-wise, she doesn't have to because she has so many outside projects. Yeah. She don't need to beat her body up. Um,
1: now, when Charlotte's that age, do you s- still see her going? That I mean, I guess I guess I look
0: at it like this: Does she want to have a family at some point or another? Fair enough, because she's already older for
1: yeah, for like she's she oh, wait. A&E, she's over.
0: She's over thirty-five. Let's put it this so, way: A
1: and E is doing a legend special right. on Charlotte. which I think is ridiculous. Uh, I didn't even see
0: the Page one yet, but how in the world Jerry Lawler only get an hour, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you put Page in as a legend. But a week Sorry. later, she's so, not done anything to be a legend. And Charlotte says Charlotte way more than Paige. But, but when this
1: airs, Charlotte will now have an A&E episode yeah, she, on her. That's, that's a right. Sunday. They
0: must, not have ran, they must have ran out of product.
1: They, they, I mean, it, there's a lot of guys you could
0: have done an A&E thing on. And, it's another and two I love part, Charlotte Flair. But, uh,
1: Charlotte Flair and Yokozuna no is the other no, one. Which is fine. Yokozuna is yep.
0: great. But you could have done two hours on Yoko.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think mean, there's
0: plenty. Of, <laughs> and Jerry Lawler, you could have went all night. Yeah. But you gave him an hour. Yeah, like how do you discuss Jerry Lawler's career in an hour? But we're back to <laughs> we're going into another discussion here. Yeah. Um,
1: so okay. So ultimately, and I will agree.
0: I love Trish. I'd probably put her in the top ten. I don't know if she's. Yeah, I would too. I think she looks better. Like Lita did not look good in the ring when they won the tag title. She looked slow, and she didn't look like she was confident in anything she was doing. And I hated yeah. like, and I had other people tell me that they thought the same thing because I hated saying that. But I'm like. Well, so she looked slow and not confident if, in anything she was doing. If Johnny
1: Cadillac had it, the role in booking, this is what I would have done. Based on, so say Lita and um, Becky Lynch did win the titles like they did. Mm-hmm. Going into WrestleMania, what I would have done is had them defend the titles against like uh, I honestly I was thinking Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I, uh, that, that's, the, that's what I thought. Defend the titles against sense. them, like on a well. In this case, put them. Put the titles in a title match against another women's team that's not damage control. And uh, before WrestleMania, and then damage control comes out, and Becky Lynch and Lita lose the titles to whatever that women's team is. So that way, because that six women tag doesn't need the tag titles. Um, and then instead of doing a showcase match, we can have a four way tag team tag title match. That's how I would have done it. Well, I'm going to
0: assume that Rhonda and Shayna are going to be in this I do too. women's showcase. I mean, you need somebody, and yep. why, why would you not have Rhonda on there? But you better hurry up because you have even advertise one of your bigger, you know, your supposed bigger stars. Yeah. But I think um, you know the the six the six woman match. I mean, you get Lita and Trish back. It's nostalgia. Yeah. Oh,
1: most definitely. It, it's
0: kind of cool. It's I got mean, that
1: legend feel that yeah, WrestleMania I'm always. Pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure it. they win
0: the match. Yeah. There's no reason for them not to. I think you know, I'd be they'd be smart if Trish gets the pin. Like, yay! It's Trish. Okay. And Yeah. And she Uh, wins the match.
1: Okay. Um, Now, Asuka and Bianca Belair, what kind of show placement would you put them on? You already said night two for them. Where would they be at on the card?
0: Probably fourth. Okay. That's right. Because this is going off that there's seven matches a night.
1: Okay, sure.
0: That's that. I'm. That's my guess. Is there's yeah. seven matches? Seven or a night. eight?
1: But yeah, I'd you say know, I don't know if they're right have now. A, I think they're building for seven a night. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna have
0: a battle royal or not. I mean, you got plenty of guys left over. You could still. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't still do the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal sure. and the whatever woman Memorial Battle Royal you want to make <laughs> after. I don't know why they just don't make a May Young. Yeah, um, but whatever. You got you got plenty of women to have women and men to have a twenty person battle royal to keep that going. Um. But either way, um, I think Bianca and Asuka probably go something like fourth, um, because then it splits the either third or fourth. It splits the women's matches up, and especially if there's a second night, like I said, the women's showcase is gonna go right before the main event. Okay. So, so
1: and you said you put both showcase matches on the same WrestleMania night.
0: You could. I don't think they will. I kind of would just get rid of them.
1: Okay. Uh, and so would you? Okay. Say. You already put the showcase match as the, the I guess, semi-main, uh, card placement-wise alone. Um, so, women's showcase match goes before Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, night two. So, would you put the men's showcase matches match one match of one, night two?
0: Match one, yeah.
1: Okay. Wha- i
0: put it as match one either night, because you're going to get, there's a lot that's going to go on in this match yeah. you have to pay attention to. Yeah, And it'll start the night off right with some big high spots.
1: Sure. I mean, um, oh, I mean I, you have Montez Ford... Frog splash. You have Ricochet right. in the match. It's going to do like beat everywhere at once, and then you have powerhouses like Otis and Braun Strowman. Now you have and then the Viking Raiders. Raiders that can do everything.
0: Who's who? I think is going to win this match. Viking okay. so Raiders. Yeah, I, you got to keep their push going, and the Street Profits don't need it. I, I say Alpha uh, Academy's falling apart. So oh, either, they, they either Otis win. or Gable are taking the pin in this match. I think. Okay, they're.
1: I, I had somebody point out to me that because I in my head I said either the Street Profits or Ricochet and Braun Strowman. And they said that they think the Street Profits get pinned in the match because then they'll create the split so Montez Ford becomes that big single star that they've always I don't talked th- about. I
0: don't think Montez Ford becomes the big single star everybody thinks he does. Okay. He'll be a star, but sure. I don't think he's not – there's something missing there. I don't – I can't pinpoint it. Um there's just something missing there that's not totally there.
1: The Street Profits work as a tag team. Right. I think we'll agree Some on that. Some people
0: don't need to be taken out as a tag team. Yep. You don't need... I mean, you could split them up. They don't They don't need to like Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty this thing where one's Correct. a heel, one's a face. They could just say, hey, we're going to try singles for a little while and then you bring them back together after a while. Especially
1: because, to me, it's... Only almost fairly obvious that Alpha Academy is breaking up from all this with the whole maximum which, male Which is gonna thing. be
0: weird because who's gonna be the like? Right. I don't. There's um, not gonna be a feud there. There might be one a one off match. Right.
1: But I don't see two teams breaking up from this match. Right. So.
0: But I think the Viking Raiders win. You keep pushing them, especially if Zayn and Owens wins. Win. You have a built in team right there to go right after Zayn and Owens that yeah. looks good. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Not that. Not that any of the other teams couldn't, but they seem like they were trying to push the Viking Raiders, and it's time to get them over the top. And I think, senior, we all know the Alpha Academy's probably gonna split. One of them take the pin. Probably Gable as Otis takes off with the maximum male sure. models later on. Um. So I think, yeah, I think the Viking Raiders win that match. You start that match off night one or night two. Either way, I mean, like I said in my supposed booking here, that you know. I I think they should be both night, both same night, just get them out of the way. But, but I think they they're separate nights. I think the men's is on the first night, the women's ends up on the second night.
1: But then that still goes to my next question. I I respect that, but you have two nights. What opens the other night's mania card if both showcase matches are on the same night? Um,
0: um, and then
1: because obviously you know Ray and Dominic are going to have a match. You open
0: the second night with Edge and Finn in Hell in a Cell.
1: Oh okay, or wait oh. I guess uh, they'd open night one, I'd say. If you're putting both showcase matches on the same right. night, which you said women's showcase goes which before I, Roman. Which is I would
0: do, but let, what, what, what's really going to happen is they're going to split them up. I'm sure yeah, will. Yeah, they will. So, well,
1: so, then, so the men's showcases
0: too. are going to go night one, open the whole show, something okay, big, spots yep. everywhere, Makes ricochet flying all over, the street profits flying all over, well, Mont, you know, Montez flying all <laughs> yeah. over, the big guys, I mean, boom, hitting each other, getting it going, you know, Viking Raiders get the win in the end. Big, you know, get the big cool entrance to start the, you know, yeah. get the big cool Viking entrance to start the show. Okay, get a great, you know, and then, you know, so night two you start. Hey, let's start with Hell in a Cell. Let's throw Edge, Finn, boom. Let's start this thing. Big. That makes
1: total sense to me. Like, I mean, Jim Ross has talked about and numerous times, or numerous other people have talked about numerous times, if you can't go and last, especially at WrestleMania, the next spot you want is first. And for that's the advantage that they have for WrestleMania being a two-night event is there's two matches that go on first, uh, and because uh, you gotta you gotta catch the crowd's attention both nights right from the get-go. So that yeah, it, that could do it.
0: Yeah, I don't see where else you you know what really what else you really started with it makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, you could start with the Intercontinental Title match, but I wouldn't. I put that you know much higher. Sure, you know. You know, if you're thinking about main events, too, that's not the women's match on night one, I mean, Gunther McIntyre and Sheamus could close the show. and I mean, mean, the good thing is you have three or four matches that could close the show, the tag title match, the intercontinental title match, the women's match. And, I mean, you could, I mean, Hell in a Cell could close it. I mean, you got Theory and, and Cena because it's John Cena.
1: Yeah, could close could close one of the nights. It Could oh man, Austin Theory in the main event of WrestleMania.
0: I mean, I could see this,
1: it. and because like, I mean, they're clearly they're pushing him to be a star of the company. They would not give him a one on one WrestleMania match with John Cena if they thought anything else. I really think and... Cena should
0: win this match.
1: <laughs> Do you think he does?
0: I don't know. I could go two different ways with it. I mean, does Cena come back just to put somebody over again, like he did? Like, is, does he become that guy that just right. comes back to put somebody over all the time? Well or does he have enough time did he comes back he wins the match and you know they have the rematch at backlash you okay. make that thing in Puerto Rico oh we got John Cena yeah you know and and then Austin Theory beats him there i think Austin Theory gains more by losing to cena in a in a really good match and then beating him at Backlash. Okay. Then I mean, he gains by just winning the match
1: and, at WrestleMania. And I've I played this out in my head a lot, too. I don't think, ultimately, I don't think Cena, he's a competitor, and that's why he wants to make it known as... I don't think he just drops the title like they would do in other scenarios, because, you know, obviously we're not going to see Cena around a whole lot after Mania. Um, you know, he's very much so part-time. We see him once, twice a year. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think... I, th- I still think it's... T- and I mean, who am I to say? But I think it's still too early in Theory's career that, you know, he, he goes over Cena at WrestleMania. But then if Cena's a champion, they're like, okay, well the question is what next? Maybe he uh he loses the title the night after WrestleMania against a big, huge upstart, whether it's somebody coming up from NXT or somebody making their return. I you can know? I could
0: see that happening too, but I think I think Theory needs to get his win back over Cena, but I think he gains more by losing and then winning than just okay. winning. That's fair. Um, because then it gives him time to cut promos on why he lost. Yeah. And, not nah, because I think if he wants it back the next night, I mean, he could. You could win it back the next night, and it's... But you get the feel-good moment of, John Cena came back and won. You know, this is great, and he's not just coming back to put somebody over again. Yeah. He's coming back to... Man, he won the championship. That's pretty cool, and it's a feel-good moment. It's WrestleMania, you need feel-good moments, and... I think I think it's good for business, but I mean I guess that partly depends. Can seeing a wrestler backlash in a month.
1: So and we're talking about this, which leads me to my next thing. Bray Mysterio is going into the Hall of Fame, WrestleMania weekend. Normally the Hall of Fame means of course when Edge went in, everyone thought his career really was done. Ric Flair went in, everyone knew he was losing the next night at WrestleMania. Uh Goldberg went in, well that's up in the air, you know, he still wanted to have matches. Ray Mysterio, active wrestler, going into the Hall of Fame. I know it was really important to him that he couldn't end his career until Dominic got in the business. They won the tag titles. He hit those goals. Clearly, they're doing Ray and Dominic at WrestleMania. Um, how do you see this match ending? And do you think that's it for Ray Mysterio afterwards?
0: Um, I don't think it's it yet. I think okay. they can extend this out a little bit. Um, I could definitely see Ray winning. Okay. I think the payoff here is Ray winning, but Dominic with a beatdown at the end. Okay. To keep it going a little while. Yeah, And then if Ray really wants to retire, you play this out to SummerSlam and have a retirement match. If he's ready to retire. You don't, I don't think, unless there's something else wrong with Ray, you have him lose and him come out on Monday night, you know, it's over.
1: Yeah, okay. I
0: think you have him win, Dominic does a beatdown. We played along to SummerSlam retirement match. Dominic retires in mid SummerSlam. Okay,
1: so ultimately you do not see Ray retiring right after WrestleMania. No,
0: I think that'd be dumb.
1: Okay, fair um, enough.
0: On his part and the WWE's part. Yeah, you know I think because you you can play it out. I mean, at least if you get to SummerSlam, the feud continues because I mean you can make so much more of this than you have so far, and Ray's got to win over his son but dominic got back up over him with i mean with the help of of priest um, well, okay, it is, who has nothing to do right now with WrestleMania. That's I was going to
1: ask. Like, does Priest... I mean, I was hoping maybe Priest and Gargano, but I think Gargano doesn't have a match because they're focusing on him at TakeOver. He's at TakeOver. Well, well, I guess the NXT event that yeah, uh, used to yeah, be not called TakeOver. TakeOver. It's,
0: um, Stand and Deliver Stand is what it's called. And, okay. But, yeah, he's taking on uh, uh, Grayson. Grayson Waller. Yeah, yep. in a Last Man Standing match now. So oh, is he,
1: oh, okay. So, yeah, don't... I think it's Last Man Standing. If it's Last so. Man Standing, don't put him at, at Mania. That makes total sense to not do that. Um... And then yeah, it's just it's weird for me. This is now a second year in a row. Damian Priest, no matches, it's not like he's not a big star in the company. He's been huge. Andre both years. the Giant
0: Memorial Battle Royal.
1: If, it, if that's my whole thing is if the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal, if they end up doing that at Mania, I don't see anybody. More deserving to win that than Damian Priest. Yeah, I
0: think I think that's where you go gets him over. A little I mean, bit yeah, more. it's like
1: you know you have got to start to
0: you got to start to build him back they, up outside of just being there. Yeah,
1: you, they can't put they're, they're not gonna have Baron Corbin win it a second time. Like it just you yeah. got to
0: do something with Corbin. I think Corbin needs to pop face. Corbin is talented. People don't like him, but I think it's the stupid characters he ends up having to play. I think Corbin could be great if you turn him face somehow or another. And but. That's for another episode, too. So. Yeah.
1: All right. And then finally, L.A. Knight. He's clamoring for something at Mania. I don't know if they're doing another. Like, Andre what the they... Giant
0: Memorial Battle Royal.
1: <laughs> Is that what Brian Blade would do with L.A. Knight, put him in the Andre Giant well, Memorial I, Battle Royal? You, had,
0: you just had him lose the other night.
1: Yeah. Took Xavier and, Woods. It was so, like a small package. I mean, I guess he still... could
0: come out, run his mouth, and then you have Austin. as a. I mean, you don't need to announce Austin. You already sold out both nights almost. Yeah. So announcing Austin isn't going to help your ticket sales because you've pretty much sold out what you want to sell out? I mean, unless you think you want to move it, you can move some stuff around, which I don't, at this point, I assume they're starting to build the set. So it might be kind yeah. of hard to move some stuff around at this point. Um, I think if they want to sell more tickets, they already would have announced Austin. So I think unless you do something surprise with Austin, which I could, LA Knight's running his mouth for a little bit. I mean, do then, you
1: think that is a match or do you think he just takes a stunner?
0: No, boom, 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 stunner. yep. Yeah, yeah drink some beers yeah it's stone cold and you call it good and i don't know where you go la night from there i i think la Knight's good i don't think he's a big star sure um i could see intercontinental title u.s title maybe at some point uh, I'm but hearing, he's not
1: i'm hearing rumor that he right now he's the front runner to win the money in the bank ladder match at money in the bank
0: i could see that but his stick gets old too sure um because it's the same stick it's not anything it's not anything different it's the same stick, and not that he's not—he's good in the ring. I just don't see big star on him. Like I see, he wins Money in the Bank, and he never wins the title. They've got to give the Money in the Bank to somebody that can legitimately win the title. Like put it, give it back to Seth Rollins, or give it to Finn Balor, or give it to Damian Priest. All right, L.A. Knight is not going to win the world championship. Yeah, he's I mean, just not. It's it—he's not a world. I, champion. I say,
1: yeah, they need to put uh, have the money in the bank holder be somebody of like world tile material or like who would successfully cash in or somebody that Zane, you maybe. can see maybe. very maybe much Sammy Zane's doing time. That,
0: so Jey uso
1: <laughs> all right and so um, we've dissected the wrestlemania card left and right we've gone over an hour um i want to give a little bit of a spot we didn't, we didn't talk
0: about bianca and oscar though Who's oh we win? didn't oh yeah
1: who who does go over there i like, think it's oscar Okay, I, I, I think, think they've been building, I Bianca's think I, held the title for a year. I, I and Oscar's change a character. I think it makes sense.
0: I think Oscar wins. I think Charlotte wins.
1: Is there anything else we hadn't covered in the Mania card that you you would like to uh,
0: talk about? I think I think we covered it all. I think you know. I think you can look to the Usos, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens match to. If the Usos win, I think you see Cody win. I think if the Usos lose, you see Roman win. I okay. think that's it because the storyline has to play out. One of them has to be a champion to be above the other. Okay. And this way if the Usos win, expect Roman to lose because then the Usos are like especially Jay, now who's the head of the table?
1: Okay, yeah.
0: You know, and they're like Solo, who you going with? Yeah. Um I mean, so
1: they could still do like it, it very well and looking at last year's backlash, especially if Roman takes time off, they could very well do the Usos and Solo Against Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Cody Rhodes, it may have a backlash. Right. I can very well see that being a thing. Whether the world champions in there or not.
0: It's really and, good that you you don't kind of know exactly which way they can go on a lot of these. Yeah. Um like I think the women's six man's pretty obvious. That one I think's obvious. Um I mean I think Lesnar beats Omas. If he doesn't win, I'd be really shocked. I'd be right. I guess we didn't talk about Rollins and Logan Paul either. Oh no, we did it. Yeah. I I don't think Logan Paul wins. He's that celebrity that comes in and gets beat. Well, I mean, he did most beat the, the Miz, time, Most but... of the time,
1: the celebrity wins, but the celebrity and Logan Paul has won. Right. And uh, th- when they've done that in the past, the celebrity wins, but then doesn't show up again for another match. Where it's different with Logan Paul, uh, I see Rollins going over. Especially, Logan Paul's been on top every week in their rivalry. I see Rollins going over, and then Rollins and Miz at Backlash.
0: I can see that. Yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I definitely think Seth Rollins goes over. I think it's going to be a really good match. I think what they need to do, though, is get Logan Paul on Raw or SmackDown a couple times and just have him beat a couple mid-card guys. I agree. Just, I agree. Just beat somebody. You don't have to be anybody, you know, great. It could be just some random guy you bring in for the night, you know. Sure is an enhancement guy. Just I think you need to get Logan Paul over a little more. Yeah. If you're gonna keep using him as a as an outside talent. How
1: about Logan Paul against Ricochet? They had that big spot in the Royal Rumble match. Yeah. Like, I mean
0: <laughs> I mean I would hate to I mean he if he could go over on Ricochet, that'd be great as long as he's gonna stay around. Otherwise right. there's nothing for either one of them. Right. If he's gonna stay around, you know, I think once a month you have him have a match until he has another big build or something. At least one, you know, once every six weeks you have him go in against somebody like that against a you know a Ricochet or a Chad Gable, somebody that's kind of your, your mid-card guy that, hey, if they lose, it's not such a big deal.
1: So I will say this, and I don't know if it's my place to say this, but on the last Jericho cruise, I was fortunate enough to sit in. I did not spend the $2,000, but I was somebody's plus-one guest for the Chris Jericho Ultimate Fan Experience. Sorry, $2,500. They upped the price for it. Um, But I, I got to sit in on the Q&A session with that. And... They somebody asked Jericho of the WWE stars right now who he'd like to see in AEW. And they were looking for an answer like Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, and Jericho says, let's talk besides the obvious. And they said he said he wanted to focus on who from WWE could they take that they could make a bigger star in AEW. And his answer was Chad Gable. That was his answer because he was looking at like instead of what they're doing in WWE, what they could do more so in AEW, because everyone knows if Rollins or Reigns, for whatever reason, if they jump ship, they're going to be huge names in the next company. but
0: Well, it's a great answer, but who has AEW made a bigger star of that's jumped ship?
1: Yeah, I mean, they didn't do Let's that be for honest. Rusev.
0: Yeah, Mir- what, what's Miro Rusev doing? Sitting <laughs> at home. Hopefully listen to this podcast, maybe. I don't know, because he's not doing anything else.
1: Hey, you're always welcome on this podcast if you want to come on. But who's, who's Rusev, actually, I mean, is Aleister Black Miro.
0: really become a bigger star? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, I don't really look at those guys. That group is like, oh no, they're something great, right? You know, Moxley's still Moxley. I mean, he's not. They didn't. He's not. Well, you know, Daniel, you couldn't. You can't. There's certain guys you can't. You couldn't elevate. But none of those guys have even, you know, really put. I mean, CM Punk pushed the needle a little bit for a little while, but uh, not, but I not mean, much.
1: Claudio, maybe he, they put the Ring of Honor title on him, which they want to look at. Well, as what a world is the title? Ring of
0: Honor title, though? <laughs> I mean, Fair. And, and not, not, and that's not to knock Ring of Honor, but Ring of Honor is, it's a big independent company, and that's it. It's yeah. not, it's not even, it's not ECW. You know, it's, it's
1: literally AEW 2.0 at this point. But. Yeah,
0: I mean, it, Ring of Honor is. Him having the titles not elevating him any. I mean, the Ring of Honor titles, not even the U.S. title, the Intercontinental title, or the tag titles. You know. Yeah. He hasn't elevated any, and you can't. You don't even know if he's a he's a heel. He's a baby. Who knows? It's like
1: <laughs> the event from earlier.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, none of it makes any sense. It's like, you know, like the women. All like one week they're heels, the next week women are baby faces for no apparent random reason, except, eh. Let's see if we can change it up. And yet nobody's a real heel or a baby face in the company. So, who have... I mean, anybody that's jumped, nobody's elevated. You know who got the biggest elevation? Cody Rhodes from jumping from AEW to WWE. Boom,
1: boom. Bold words, but... But that's the truth. It is. Main event of WrestleMania. That's that's not to be taken lightly. Cody
0: Rhodes booked himself into... Got booked into a corner because he could never, you know, go for the championship again. Which was stupid booking on whoever's part. Whether it was Cody's (laughs) or anybody else's, it was stupid booking. Um... You booked yourself in the corner. Yeah. You took your you, one of your big stars and said, well, you can't wrestle for a title again. So then your match has become meaningless because, well, it, at that point, they had to win loss records so he could win every match, but it didn't matter.
1: Well, he had that big uh, pay per view match with Anthony Agogo. Look at that what Anthony Agogo's well. done since then. Ooh,
0: he went back to the go go bar or something. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, AEW has not elevated anybody but, say, MJF. I mean, who else is a star in that company that that wasn't somewhat of a star before? Yep. I mean, Ricky Stark, maybe? But, I mean, I still don't see Ricky Stark as a star. There's just something about Ricky Fair Stark enough. I look at. It's just like, that's not world championship material. Same with Jungle Boy. The guy's come from nowhere, but he's not ready yet. Sure. I mean, he's got the fans behind him, but he's not, he's not there yet. Sure. And I understand you got to go somewhere with MJF. And I don't see him as world title material for a, a long either. I mean, I just, I just don't. He's not. He's, he's gonna flame out because yeah. you can, you can only use cheap heat and four letter words so often in your promos before people just don't care anymore. Before it's stale. But yeah. I mean, we're talking about WrestleMania now. So. <laughs> right. WrestleMania is gonna be. It should be a lot of fun. Should be great. Yep. Price seven matches a night. Um, like I said, look to see what happens to the Usel match and you can, I think that's what, that what decides what happens in Cody and Reigns. I still think Reigns should go over. If I'm booking Reigns goes over. All right. Cody goes over at SummerSlam and takes the title there. And then maybe you do something where Reigns comes back, takes a little break and Roman Reigns wins a Royal Rumble and we do a 2.0 at WrestleMania maybe.
1: All right, so roundtable in closing. We do have another individual in the studio with us, the MWA hardcore champion, Hillbilly Bubbles, is in here with us. I want to give you a little bit of spotlight, joining the conversation in this closing question, all three of us answer. The match we're most looking forward to for WrestleMania, each of us, I've said mine already. I'd say, well, actually, probably Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos with the Intercontinental Triple Threat being a close second for me. Uh Bubbles, what match are you most excited for for WrestleMania? Reigns and Cody. All right, heard it from the MWA Hardcore Champion himself, Hillbilly Bubbles. Reigns and Cody, big headlining match for sure. Brian, what are you most excited well, for? Well,
0: outside of Brock Lesnar and Omos, you know, you know how I like the attraction matches and the big <laughs> guys. Um, you know what? I'm really I, the two matches I think I'm looking forward to the most are Reigns and Cody, and Charlotte and Rhea, just because there's so many directions you can go with both of them. Um, I mean, there's so many matches you can go a lot of ways with that, that hey, if, if this happens, boy, this would be great. I mean, there's six or seven. I mean, there's six or seven matches in there that, like, the winners and losers changes the future of what happens in the company. Yeah. Um, You know, you got your other six or seven matches that are just six or seven matches that don't change anything. But there's six or seven real matches that are going to be really good. And change what happens in the future of what goes on in the next you know the next six months to a year so um like i said there's a lot of ways you can go charlotte and rhea and i think roads and rains i mean there's a lot of ways you can go with that and the storyline's great and i hope you know that storyline continues because there's just so much meat on the bone there that you can still go with and the same with the bloodline one of them has to come out as champion. so if the Usos end up on night one and keep the title, I really think Cody wins. But if the Usos lose the tag titles, which I think they do, finally, I I, I think Roman Reigns keeps the belt.
1: Alright, we'll go ahead and wrap things up from there. So, uh, I, 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 like, I love talking the big scene pro wrestling with you and see where, where your thought process is, and uh, now I'm even more anxious to get to Wrestlemania and see how it plays off, and see where we're right, where we're wrong, because we're probably somewhere in between. Um so thank you, Brian Blade, again for coming on the Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. Hillbilly Bubbles hanging out in the studio with us and uh listening to the conversation, adding your two cents in the end. I appreciate you as well. You're always welcome back, Brian.
0: Well thanks you. Thanks for having me. It's always a always a pleasure to be on with you, Johnny.
1: Absolutely. And that was another episode of the Caddy Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. WrestleMania this weekend, I cannot wait but we will be back with a whole new episode next Monday. Again, this is k Chat Wrestling Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Cadillac. And until next time, we will see you then. Have a good day, everyone.